Are you tired of being told what to think and how to act? Well, you are not alone. In case you haven't realized it, you have an internal GPS. It knows all you need to know about how to live your life. So it's about time you stopped letting the media and the government tell you what is true for you. In fact, it is exactly that time. It's time to think for yourself. And here to make sure you're doing just that is your host, mediator, author, and lawyer, Carol Gold. Hi, it's Monday, August 8th. I'm Carol Gold, and welcome to Think for Yourself. The deliberations of the Constitutional Convention in 1786 were held in strict secrecy. No one knew what was going on inside of Constitutional Hall. And consequently, a lot of anxious citizens gathered outside of Independence Hall. And when the framers exited the building, they wanted to know what had happened inside. And there's actually documentation in Thomas Jefferson's diary, one of many that he kept, where he recorded what was said between a citizen, a woman, who approached Benjamin Franklin and asked him a question. Her name was Mrs. Powell. She was from Philadelphia. And she said to Franklin, well, doctor, what have we got? A republic or a monarchy? And without any hesitation, Franklin responded, a republic, if you can keep it. I don't know if we can keep it. The reason I don't know if we can keep it is because so much deception has gone on unchecked and unchallenged that those people who are in power, those people in the government particularly, who enjoy wielding that power and who have lied to us repeatedly for a very long period of time, sense, as all egotistical, power-hungry people do, who get drunk on the power that they have, they sense how close they are to being able to totally force upon a population as dictators in the past have done, as totalitarian governments do, as monarchies have done, as certainly socialism and communism always do, the way of life that those elites in government want us to have, want we the people to have. And everything that the founders of the Constitution, the founders of this country, the drafters of the Constitution, everything that they struggled for, crossed an ocean for, fought a war for, everything that they tried to protect against in the document that they drafted is now at risk. And the reason is that after a series of presidents began to use executive power to override legislatures, to override legal precedent, in order to force upon the nation whatever program or policy they favored at the time, that abuse of executive power has reached critical mass. And I'm not saying it's only Joe Biden. Donald Trump did it. Barack Obama did it. Bill Clinton did it. I think Obama probably kicked it up a notch and really got us going. But it's brought us to where we are. That abuse of power, along with the blatant deception. You know, we use words like misinformation and disinformation, but the word is lie. We have been lied to, repeatedly lied to. 
And one of the ways that we get sort of conned every single time is by the names that are given to programs and policies that we're told are good that wind up either doing no good or actually doing harm. The war on poverty created more poverty. The war on drugs created more drugs. The Inflation Reduction Act will do anything but reduce inflation. It does a whole lot to advance the Green New Deal, to advance Biden's Build Back Better plan, which the country didn't want and which they couldn't get passed originally. So we are repeatedly lied to when we're told that it's called the Inflation Reduction Act. But what it really does, among other tragic effects, is grow the IRS by 87,000 agents who will now, along with, I think it's the 70-some or close to 80,000 agents that the agency already has, will now be able to harass and harangue and bring down the terror and the force of the IRS on the average citizen. Because it's never, the, it's rarely, I shouldn't say never, it's rarely the people who can afford mega law firms and politically connected law firms who are targeted, unless of course they are political opponents of the administration of the moment. It's generally the average American who gets their bank accounts frozen and their automobiles impounded and their income interrupted. And regardless of the outcome, the damage is done. So now we have 87,000 more of these people to inflict their terror on the average person. When President Biden said he wouldn't raise taxes on the middle class, if you fill up a car with gas or you go to the store to buy food or you pay your electric bill or your gas bill, that's a tax. What's happened to those commodities and services is a tax. You can call it by another name, but it is what it is. And the reason this is happening is our fault. It's the fault of those of us who have tolerated this deception for way too long. And I'm not sure why, except maybe it's human nature to go along to get along or to get comfortable with what we have and so we don't want to rock our own boats. Maybe it's one of the two of those, but we have allowed ourselves to be manipulated and lied to for way too long. And like a bully, right? The only way you stop a bully is by getting in their face and letting them know that there's a boundary they can't cross. The only way you're going to stop the lying is to confront the liar and not tolerate the lies any longer. Now, I don't know what that looks like when it comes to government and the governing of the people, we being the people, I'm not sure what that looks like. At times, it's quite disturbing to think it looks like civil war, or it looks like some kind of rising up against the government. But the founders foresaw this abuse of power. They did the best they could to structure a tripartite government, a legislature, a judiciary, and an executive branch hopefully as a check and balance against one another. But we've been out of whack for a very long time. We've been out of balance for a very long time. And so because they saw that, they wrote into the founding documents that, and I'm paraphrasing, but when government becomes tyranny, 
then the people have a duty to rise up. And it's terrifying, admittedly, to think about what rising up means. But it's also terrifying to think about what slavery means. And I don't mean slavery in the sense of we're a racist nation and we've always been unkind and cruel to black people and that we should be ashamed of what happened in the early years and the even the middle years of the life of this country. I don't mean that because there's a whole bunch of misinformation out there or lies about that too, or partial information. I'm not talking about that kind of enslavement. I'm talking about biblical enslavement. I'm talking about the Egyptians and the Hebrews. I'm talking about the Romans and those who were under the auspices of the Roman Empire. I'm talking about what has happened under Mao and what happened under Stalin. I'm talking about that kind of slavery, the enslavery of an entire population for the select few. You know, when dictators or totalitarian governments come into power, one of the first things they do beside trying to confiscate guns is to control the food supply. And one of the ways to do that is to control or eliminate the farmers. It happened in Russia. It's happening now in the Netherlands. And the farmers are standing up. They're trying to make known what's happening. But we're doing here what they're trying to resist there, which is in this bill, in this, quote, inflation reduction bill, end quote, there is, I think, 130, I don't know if it must be billion. It could be million, I'm not sure, but it's to pay farmers not to farm, not to farm their land. And the alleged reason for that is that farmers need to understand it's, it's for the environment. You know, you need to rest the land, you need to rotate crops, and you need to be aware of what you're doing when you're farming. And so this is sort of an imposition upon farmers not to farm their land. Well, farmers are farmers for a reason. They understand the land better than any bureaucrat in Washington. And they know that you have to rotate crops and they know that the fields have to rest. And so this is a bunch of nonsense. Because at the same time they're doing this, which is the way they're going to control the food supply and maybe even put farmers out of business and make sure that farms that have been in families for generations are no longer held by farmers and their families, but are held by the likes of Bill Gates or BlackRock or people who are buying up land all over this country for their own profiteering at the expense of the rest of us. The money that they're throwing out of this act, out of the Inflation Reduction Act, that they're throwing at, you know, electric car companies, that they're throwing at green energy. Does anybody remember Solyndra? The hundreds of millions of dollars that the government subsidized Solyndra, it was corrupt and it went out of business. If you buy a puppy, let's say you buy a bull mastiff puppy, if you don't know what a bull mastiff is, it's a giant dog, but you, they're, they're like every other dog. They're small when they're born and when they're puppies. So let's say you buy a bull mastiff puppy and you feed it every day. Well, as that puppy grows, gets bigger and bigger, its appetite gets bigger and bigger. And when it's full grown, the size of a miniature pony, actually, it's eating a whole lot of food every day. 
a voracious appetite. That's what centralized government is. It's an out-of-control monster of an entity that produces no service, makes no product. The only way it gets money, the only way it gets nourishment is from what it takes from you and me and corporate America. The federal government has become a behemoth and its appetite is insatiable. And so it needs the Inflation Reduction Act, for example, to continue to feed itself, to take money from the average person, to take money from the businesses that it doesn't want to continue, to try to break them, the the gas industry, the oil industry. There are tremendous oppressive aspects of this act that are imposed upon oil and gas industries. And when that happens, then your bill and my bill goes up for those products and for all things in which those products are a part of the production of. You know, some people say that Ron DeSantis and the people who say this are the mostly the left Democrats, that Ron DeSantis is a dictator in Florida because of the things he has done limiting the 1619 project from being taught in school to the bill that or that later became law that prevents I think it's K through 3 being taught about gender identity the way he just terminated an attorney general in the state of Florida who refused to enforce the law who came into his position with a political agenda and basically was approaching criminality with a well be damned to what the legislature passed attitude, he was going to do what he wanted to do and not prosecute criminals. And so people say that Ron DeSantis is a bully and a dictator in the state of Florida. It's so backward. And that's because people have been lied to and they believe the lies that they hear and they don't think them through, which is why I do think for yourself. Ron DeSantis is in fact following federal law, state law, state constitutional law in Florida, and the laws that have been passed by the legislature and enacted by the governor, because that's how it happens. The legislature passes laws. They send them to the governor to sign. He signs or he doesn't sign them. Mostly he has signed them in Florida. Ron DeSantis has done everything by the book, and he has the courage And he has the integrity to go to a microphone when he's done any of these things and thoroughly explain not only why he's doing them, but the legal basis upon which he's doing them. But you don't get those stories. You get the talking heads with the 15 second disparaging remarks, calling him a dictator, calling him a Nazi, calling him a bully, all of the things that aren't founded in truth, but they make for good 15-minute clips. They make for good tweets. But no matter how good they make them, they're still lies. You and I are being lied to in every aspect of our lives lately, but particularly with everything coming out of government. And by the way, it is not just the Democrats. Mitch McConnell, Kristen Sinema, Joe Manchin, The people who say one thing and then do another, they're despicable. I don't care what party they're in. It's both parties that are corrupted. It's both parties that are making too much money 
off of the corruption. Too much money pushing the agendas that benefit them and their select few, be it just their families or be it a more expanded circle of friends. The story about Hunter Biden and his illegal and illicit behavior globally for what, two years has been called disinformation and misinformation. And now CNN and the New York Times are saying that's a real story and it's a problem for Joe Biden. Well, for two years, they've been lying to you. And that lie influenced an election, literally influenced an election. Because had the truth about his connections to China and Russia and his connections thereby to his father because of his father's involvement in those transactions, had all of that come out at the time that it was known, was right before the November 2020 election, there might have been a very different outcome. Because Joe Biden spent that time in his basement, and I doubt he would have come up from underground to defend the indefensible. I don't blame any of them. Because fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. We've allowed it to happen. And until we're willing to step up and take personal responsibility for what we know to be false and yet continue to make believe is true, until we do things like look into the Inflation Reduction Act only to learn that the IRS will ultimately have more employees as a result of this act, listen to this, more employees in the IRS than the Pentagon, the State Department, the FBI, and the Border Patrol combined. Combined. The Pentagon has 27,000 employees. Pentagon runs the biggest military in the world. The State Department has 70,000 employees. Those two together have 97,000 employees. The IRS is going to have over 160,000 employees. What's it doing? What's it doing except collecting more money for the government, feeding the beast? It is the enabler of the federal government, the IRS, and it will do it at the expense of you and me and the farmers and what we call a constitutional republic and what we think is freedom. It won't be here. Maybe it'll be us. Maybe it'll be our children. The next generation after those of us who are in the boomer generation, one of these two generations is going to have to fight this fight. And it won't be pretty. But standing up for the truth often isn't. It's just the only meaningful thing to do with your life. Thanks for listening. I'm Carol Gold. I'll be back here again on Wednesday, and until I am, by all means, think for yourself. Carol thanks you for spending your valuable time with her. It is her mission to empower you to remember how smart and capable you are. Be sure to check out Carol's website, carolgold.com. That's carol with an E, gold.com. Please leave a review and subscribe here so you'll be alerted to Carol's next podcast. Until then... Above all else, remember, it's time to think for yourself.